Hey guys, it's Vince. Uh, head on over to club.vincegabriel.com. That's a membership site where you can try it out for 60 days for a buck. In that membership site, you're going to get two months worth of marketing ideas, marketing coaching, marketing newsletters. Everything you need to get new clients to your gym is in there and you're going to get access to that for 60 days for just a buck. Head on over to club.vincegabriel.com, and I'll see you inside. Peace. Hey, guys. Welcome to part four of the best lessons learned in 2021 for gym owners. Very excited uh, for this next series, and you're going to like this next three because it's kind of all about making more money. I've been talking about this for years, but um, the the fastest way, and I, whole, I have a whole module of this in the six-week new client search program, which is starting, um, I believe, in February, right? And there's a whole module on raising prices, but 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 essentially, the fastest way to start making more money is to raise your prices. That is just, there's really no argument there. It, it's, it's the fastest way to start making more money. And I also believe that raising prices is probably the one, or not raising prices, but, but, but just your pricing strategy in general. Sorry, I'm waiting for that car to go by. Uh, just your uh, pricing strategy in general is the thing that really holds people back from making money. And, you know, I often say, and I, I, I've, you know, have been charging at my gym a lot of money for, for many, many years. And, you know, there's a lot of times where I hear people having, you know, uh, 400 clients and 500 clients and 600 clients and stuff. And, you know, I hear their revenue and it's like, oh, we're still making a lot more money than them at 150, at 200 clients, at 250 clients that we've had over the years. And the, the, the biggest differentiating factor is we charge a lot of money for what we do. And that's why we make more. And so I think that it's probably the most important thing to be in, on point in your business in terms of a good financial return. Like you can be good at you know, saving money and to be good at managing money and to be like very efficient in turn and things like that. Um, and, and all that stuff is very important. But I, I do believe the number one thing that's going to be the decider on um, if you're going to be financially successful is are you charging um, an, enough money for what you're doing? And I, my experience is that most people do not. Most people do not. And I'm not going to get into the psychology behind it of why we don't charge enough money. Um, that's beyond the scope of, of today, but because this is about lessons learned. And I, here's the real lesson. So it's not new that this is something that I learned that is a good thing to do. But I have two mastermind members that did it this year in 2021. And that's what this is about. Lessons learned in 2021. Um, two of them, both seven figure gym owners, 
Um, both have been mastermind clients for, for several years. I'm not going to disclose who they are. Um, but both have um, very, very successful businesses. And they both raised their prices this year. And one of them did it much easier than the other. The first one is, you know, he doesn't really, you know, go back and forth on things. He makes a decision and he goes and he does it. And, you know, he told me he was going to do it. He didn't really ask for much advice and much help. And he went and did it. And the other guy was, you know, he was a little nervous about it. And, he, and he, to his credit, he's a little younger. The other one that raised his prices is a little older and more grizzled, right? So the younger guy was like, on the phone with me a lot more and what do I say here and can you help me tweak the letter and and stuff like that and so they both they both did it and both had, you know were, were very very successful in the price increase but one of the things that I worked with them on was the mindset about and thinking about the price increase and obviously you know that you know, the more money you make, the more people you can help and all the things. And the more money you're you know, financially successful are, the more you're going to be able to invest in your business. And I think this is an important point is that it's not good for anybody if you're strapped for cash. It's not good for anybody if you're strapped for cash. So if you're not charging enough money and that leaves you strapped for cash, you might think you're doing your clients a favor by charging a low fee, but you're not. Because what you're going to do is stress yourself out and then you're not going to run as good of a business because you're stressed out and you're worried about money and you're not going to be able to have the money to invest in the business. You're not going to be able to have the money to buy new equipment, to buy the things you need to buy, to, to hire good staff because you're always going to be strapped for cash. Right? So I had them think about it differently in terms of, okay, you can do an immediate price increase. Right? And obviously, we just came off COVID and stuff like that. And when you do an immediate price increase, there's a possibility there could be some people that, um, that quit, right? That quit. Meaning you do a price increase and someone says, that's bullshit. I'm not paying any more money than what I'm paying now. And they leave. Now, most of the time when that happens, the person was going to leave anyway. Or you, you might have bit off a little more than you can chew. But most of the price increases are you know, anywhere from between 10 to 20%, right? And if someone's not going to pay 10% more, like if, they're char if you're you know, charging 300 bucks a month and all of a sudden you start charging you know, 320 or I don't even know what the percentage is, whatever, 20 bucks more a month, and they're like, no, I'm going somewhere else, then you, you either weren't doing a good job or that person was kind of on their way out anyway. And so that's the fear. Like if I raise my prices, people are, are going to leave. They're not going to want to pay it. They're going to bitch and complain. Um, but I kind of worked with these guys on, you know, not the amount of immediate money they would make, right? So let's say, you know, and I'm just using examples here. So let's say you got, you know, 100 members. You raise it by, you know, um, let's just say you raise it by 10 bucks a month whatever that is thousand bucks i don't even know okay and let's just say it's a so people think okay that's a medium amount that's good i'm going to increase my my income over you know the years but now what i'd like what i worked with these guys on is the long-term effect of raising prices the long-term effect of raising prices 
So, for example, when you take, and I really should have numbers in front of me, but I don't. Um, for example, when you, when you take a price increase, and let's just say it ends up increasing your revenue by um, $10,000 a month, right? Say you do a price increase and your increased revenue is $10,000 a month. That's the people paying more money. That's the people, and that was, that was a close number. I think it was close to eight, but I'm using 10 to make math easier, right? Um, so $10,000 a month increase. So that's $120,000 a year, right? Great, that's $120,000 a year, that's awesome. But what is it over 10 years? What is a price increase of 10,000 a year over 10 years? Because here's the thing, there's a really good chance people stay with us for 10 years. If you're doing a great job and you are, um, and you're keeping clients there for the long haul, man, it, 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 there's a great chance people will stay for 10 years. So here's your price increase, 10 grand a month, but now multiply that 10 grand by 10 years. So $120,000 a year, 120,000 a year times 10 years. What is that? So it, that it's like, you know, a, a whole boatload of money. And so I nicknamed the one guy's price increase, the, the college tuition price increase. And because the, this guy increased his prices and, and the, the amount he increased, it was minuscule, but he has a lot of members. So it ended up being a lot of money, close to eight grand a month for this guy. Um, he, he, over the next 10 years, by the time his kids go to college, from that one decision, from one letter, from one video, from one decision, he will have all the money he needs to send his kids, all three kids to college. Think about it like that. Now weigh that versus all of a sudden in one decision, you'll have your college tuitions paid for, for your kids, and the fear of fending off some people that are pissed off you're going to get over that pretty quickly. So that's the big thing is look at your price increases. You probably got to do it. And if you're doing a damn good job, you deserve to do it. So do yourself a favor. If you're wavering back and forth and you're doing a damn good job and you're providing a good service, go out there and raise your prices, man. You deserve it. And if you do it in a good way and we have a whole... Um, system that we use in SPF Mastermind. We have a whole letter that we give people on how to do it. But it's going to be, you want to make more money? Well, stop like listening to me about marketing. You want to make more money right now? Just go raise your prices and start to think about it in the long term of what the and that's that's also not investing any of that money. If, I, if we took it to the next level and we invested that money, it'd be a whole new ballgame, right? Um, so that's the lesson. That that's that's lesson number one is looking at your price increases over the long haul and making that good hard decision once for uh, some really good returns over over the course of your career. Um, all right, part number uh, number two of, of this lesson. So that was number one. Um, number two is spending more time on marketing. Spending more time on marketing. 
<laughs> which is, I just said no, but I ask you to raise your prices, spend more time on marketing, right? Because when you spend more time on marketing, you'll get more new people in at the new price points. Wonderful, right? But this lesson was learned at one of my CEO masterminds and we're sitting around the table and one of the guys is up there in his hot seat and he's frustrated. He's frustrated with how his marketing's going. He's not getting enough leads. Um, he wasn't hitting his goal and he's frustrated. And so we start talking about the marketing and he immediately wanted to get into the stuff that he was doing. He was like, Facebook's not hitting it anymore. And he starts talking about how the stuff that he was doing was not working. Okay. And most of the stuff he was doing was just stuff that you know he already was doing. There was really no new things. He was just kind of like continuing what he had before and it wasn't working as well. And I said, I asked him, I was like, who's responsible for the marketing in your business? And he said, I am. Okay. I was like, okay, that's good. And I was like, how much time are you spending on marketing um, a week? And he looked at me and he kind of almost like stopped. And he started to think about how much time he was actually spending marketing his business. And he looked back at me and he was just like, he almost didn't even answer. He was just like, holy cow, like not enough. And I was like, well, what do you mean? No, no. He's like, I was like, how much? He's like, I I mean, honestly, like an hour a week. And he didn't even need me to tell him what to do. It was like this really cool moment in mastermind history where he just like stopped and just was like, oh my God, you're right. I'm not spending enough time on marketing. And I think that that's, that's a lot of times what holds people back is that, you know, as a gym owner, you're like, all right, I'm going, I'm training clients. I'm going on, I'm hiring staff. I'm going and I'm writing programs and I'm doing all these different things. And, you know, when you got a little time and energy left, you maybe try and do some marketing and that ain't going to cut it, man. That ain't going to cut it. So you got to... Give yourself more time to do this. And you got it because, you know, Kennedy has the hierarchy, right? It's first you become the doer of the thing. Then you become the marketer of the thing. And if you want to get to the next level, you can't be the doer of the thing. Can't be spending 40 hours training sessions. And we know that 40 hours training sessions is 50 hours of work. 30 hours training sessions is 40 hours of work. 20 hours of training sessions is 30 hours of work. So if you want to work 90 hour weeks, you're going to have to do your marketing, but you should. And and here's the, here's the thing. Now here's how I'm going to justify giving you some more time, um, for marketing. Now, some of you are like, all right, but I'm training all these sessions. I'm doing all these things and, um, don't want to spend the money, um, on hiring another trainer or I don't want to spend the money on an admin and well, let me break that cycle for you right now okay so let's say you um, hire an admin for 10 bucks an hour for 20 hours a week let's say you're doing roughly 20 hours a week of admin type stuff for your business and you know you need some kind of admin support. You know you're not good at that shit, but you're still doing it yourself. 
and let's just say 20 hours a week, 10 bucks an hour, right? And then again, 10 bucks an hour, maybe it's more, right? I don't know. But that's 200 bucks a week, okay? 200 bucks a week that you would pay someone to do all your admin stuff that you're zapping your energy doing, right? Now, you multiply that by four, that's $800 a month. Not a small amount of money, right? Not a small amount of money, right? $800 a month is a good chunk of change. But now, but what are you getting in return? Think about what you're getting in return. In return of that $800, you are getting 80 hours a month. 80, eight zero. 80 hours a month is what you're exchanging for. Now, please tell me that you can market your business and spend more time with your kids and do all this other stuff that you probably want to do that you don't have the time to do in 80 hours a month. And so that's what you, you have to look at it as this investment. You have to look at the time that you're spending and you have to look at where is the best value to your business. One of the best values to your business is you spending on marketing. Even if you're not good at it, you spending time learning about marketing is a good investment of your time. So it's, it's an investment. It's you're investing $800 to get 80 hours a month extra to market your business. And he did this. The, the guy in the CEO mastermind, he, he did this. He went and he said, I'm just blocking. No, he was in a situation where he actually had the time. He was just wasn't doing it. So he just needed a kick in the ass, right? And so he just said, I'm going to dedicate. Uh, he, he, I think he created something called Marketing Mondays where he spent the entire day marketing. That's all he did. Eight hours a day, 10 hours a day. That's all he did was market that one, that one day. He did more, but he had that one day to really kind of just be like, all right, this is all I'm going to do in this day. And he spent more time on marketing. And guess what? He came back the next quarter, and we know this because we track the P&Ls in the CEO Mastermind. So CEO Mastermind, if you don't know, is my small group mastermind where you bring this super detailed packet about your business to every meeting, and you have to bring your financials. So we know meeting to meeting of like how much more money you made and the guy crushed it. The next quarter he came in, he had one of the best quarters of any. What was the difference? Boom, he just spent more time on it. Spent more time on it. Third thing today, and I'm gonna stop after this one. Um, so the third thing, the third lesson learned is make more offers. Make more offers. So the first one is, has to do with raising prices. Second one has to do with spending more time on marketing. Third is when you're spending more time on marketing, should you, should you make more offers? And the answer is yes, you should. And it always bothers me when I see people and they like, they end an email with just, you know, keep up the great work, John. Or, and there's no PS and there's no call to action. And it's like, you're not a bad person if you give a link. You're not a bad person if you ask them to buy something, you're not a bad, because here's the thing, how are you gonna help people? You're just like gonna hang out and, and send them, you know, an email? Just, no, like make an offer, dude. Make an offer. That's what you're doing the email for, right? What are you, do, what are you writing the email for? 
Are you reading the email? Just write the email? What's the purpose of you writing the email? Well, if the purpose of you writing the email is to get people from your list to come and try your gym out, don't be leaving these fluffy messages without an offer. Make an offer. And I challenged same another thing see in CEO Mastermind I challenge the members I, I taught them this lesson in 2021 and I said I challenge you guys to make an offer a day every day you have to make an offer to someone about something and it was a game-changing meeting a game-changing meeting and I said here are the rules you're not allowed to go to sleep until you make an offer and that that offer could be you sending an email but again, you can't just send the email. The email's got to have an offer in it. And the offer doesn't have to be, buy this now, buy this now, buy this now. Then the offer could just be, go to this website. The offer could be, reply to this email. The offer, just tell them to do something. Rule number one in Kennedy, or I don't know if it's rule number one, but that's Kennedy talks about in direct response marketing. Just make an offer. There will always be an offer. So I think that, um, you know, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why people don't do this, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so we got in these, and, and they killed it. They did really, really great. And so the, the rules were um, you got to make the offer day, and you could send an email. You could make a phone call. Even it was just like at the end of the day, like let's say you had to make an offer that day, you had to go and you had to call an old client. You go into your list of old clients. You just call and make an offer. Hey, just checking in and want to see what you're doing. Uh, you want to, maybe if you want to come back, you want to come back and say, so sending an email or making a video with some kind of a call to action or posting something on social media or making an offer to one of your current members to upgrade to a membership. They had to make one offer a day, one offer a day. And these guys did it. And these guys did it. And one of the guys specifically, um, a gym owner from Long Island, he killed it with this killed it with this like he didn't miss a day i can't say guys did it every day i challenged them to do it every day i think only one did it every day most of them did it a shit ton more and it really worked but this guy did it and, and every day didn't miss and it was a game changer for him it's complete game changer um so you want to start amping up your marketing results you want to start getting more clients start taking action and 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 make more offers stop sending the fluffy emails that you know just sign your name at the end and don't you don't get a badge of honor for just signing your name and not say oh I don't, they'll eventually come no like do something do it just do it right and, and then again i'm not saying that what you should be doing is sending emails that say Buy this new trial and buy the join this new challenge. And, and that's the, the whole focus of the, the email or the whole focus of no, you should you'd sprinkle those in. But hey, just because you're writing a content on three ways to lose, you know, burn fat doesn't mean that you shouldn't at the end put a call to action and just say, hey, if you'd like to, you know, us to help you out with it, you know, just hit reply here and let me know. And that's an offer. Right? Because if there's no offers, there's, there's most of the time people are not going to do anything. If there's no offers, most of the time, they're not going to do anything. All right, so this is the conclusion of part four. I think I'm going to come back and do a little more.
I have a bunch more lessons listed. It's just a matter of me doing it. Um, so that was part four of best lessons learned in 2021. Hopefully it was helpful for, for you and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.